Hello everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I hope you've had a wonderful week. What has been going on this week, of course, has been... It's actually been quite a good week. It's not been as busy. I've kind of been getting drafts in for things for my PhD, so it's been pretty... not too bad. So I've had... You know, I've had things to like finish off, but I've been handing drafts in, so more I'm kind of like waiting for feedback, which is it's a bit stressful because I've got a lot to do and I have to wait for feedback, but still it's good. So, so yeah, I hope you all had a wonderful week. Today we have a really interesting podcast. I mentioned this podcast last week before I, uh, well, before I even came to this podcast today. So we're going to talk about coffee today. I think this is an important podcast because I think coffee is this type of phenomenon that people just don't really know if it's, if it's good for them or not which is obviously a really important thing to discuss and talk about so I do want to get into that today I want to talk about what is coffee how often do we consume it as a nation I also want to talk about whether or not it's addictive and how this impacts our health so how does coffee impact our health? Is it good for us? Is it bad for us? How much should we be consuming of it? And when? So these are really the main things that we're going to be talking about today. So what is coffee? We all know what it is. It's a beverage roasted from coffee beans and that has a stimulated effect on humans. So we all know that coffee makes us either more awake or some people more tired so it has different impacts on different people but majority of the time it's going to make you feel more alert more awake and if you have it at night you're not going to be wanting to go to sleep anytime soon but it depends on also how strong the coffee you have and how resistant or stimulus stimulus or stimulated you are by coffee so it's really dependent on you as an individual, how you how you are impacted by coffee. And if you're listening to this, you probably drink coffee. I mean, majority of people drink coffee in the UK. A fun little fact for us all, the UK alone drinks 95 million cups of coffee per day, which is insane. And it's an average of about two cups a day per person for adults, of course. And also another little fun fact is Finland has the most amount of coffee consumption in the world which is insane I don't know why Finland in particular drinks so much coffee but they drink more than us somehow having 95 million cups per day is insane and it actually sounds like the majority of the coffee that's consumed is through instant coffee which is another debate but obviously it could be maybe a little bit better if it was fresh coffee but that's not what we're talking about today so one of the other things as well as everyone already knows is coffee addictive so this is kind of a big thing and yes we do know that coffee is addictive the research does suggest that coffee is addictive maybe not in the same way as you know recreational drugs or hard drugs class a drugs but we do know that it's addictive the dsmi5 substance abuse criteria so that's basically what that stands for, is the substance abuse criteria. It's a very well-known substance abuse uh, scientific criteria for whether or not drugs are decided to be addictive or not. And they do suggest by the amplitude of research that coffee is addictive. And the addictive nature of coffee really is coming from caffeine. So you could also argue that it's coming from aroma and taste and the fact that it's majority of the time 
hot or even sometimes the total opposite of that is really cold so there is definitely that kind of aroma around it as well and also the environment that people usually drink coffee in it's usually drunk in a kind of like warm area or it's usually usually used to warm you up or cool you down there's a lot around coffee as well that is a very enjoyable and pleasurable experience so that may also be playing a role in whether or not it's addictive because majority of people aren't forced to drink coffee in, in negative connotations so coffee is often very much associated with pl- with with pain <laughs> with pleasure and nice environments so that might be another reason why coffee is seen to be so addictive it might also be because people think it's addictive that it is so there's loads of things there but we do know from the research that coffee is addictive but you might be particularly susceptible to addiction or not. We also do know that addiction is a genetic thing. Not for everyone, but we do know that people with addicted parents tend to be more addicted to things or have a higher susceptibility to develop an addiction towards things, which is super interesting. That might not necessarily apply for coffee, but it also it also might it might do that. Obviously we know that people have addictive like personalities or they are, you know, more likely to be addicted to things and that usually is actually genetic, which is, is very interesting. And if you don't know me my um I, I study addiction in a way for uh, sugar so I, I kind of know quite a lot about addiction at this point not you know loads and loads but I know enough to kind of help it relate to creating and or trying to investigate whether or not a substance is addictive but we do know that there's a multitude of reasons that impact whether or not you develop addiction to something another big thing is mental health so if you struggle maybe with mental health or feelings of being unable to cope sort of these different types of stimulants or these type of things that you can consume to make you feel better or make you feel you know higher or even more awake can become quite addictive just by you know the way that that makes you feel so there's also that element as well is that people who kind of suffer with mental health also struggle quite massively with addictions but that's another story as well I mean you could go 100 million different directions when it comes to addiction because it's fascinating especially with the wide range of different addictive substances so we have coffee kind of on one side and then we have cocaine and heroin on the other side so these are all determined as addictive but they're all obviously on different scales which is is super interesting but really if we are all addicted to coffee how is that impacting our health even if we're not addicted to coffee how is the consumption of coffee impacting our well-being so that's a really important factor as well to consider how something that has been drunk on mass scale affecting our wellness and of course we're not just drinking coffee we're drinking coffee with water, either coffee with milk, sugar, syrups, flavourings, or I don't know what else people put in coffee. Sweeteners, sugars, you know, the list goes on. We've kind of created coffee into more than just a drink that, you know, we consume. It's a lot more than that. And also coffee is added to loads of desserts and chocolates and sweets. You know, coffee is not just something that is drunk there's also you know it's also abundant in lots of other different types of things as well so we need to be thinking about coffee in that wider scheme of things as well in the wider scheme that it's not just coffee there's also majority of the time a lot of other things added there's also things like cream and chocolate like this the list goes on with coffee especially around about this time of year you'll see like costa starbucks or wherever you get coffee, you know, kind of making all these different types of drinks from 
coffee <laughs> that is just crazy so we need to be thinking about that as well as how we're actually consuming this coffee but for right now let's just talk about coffee as we would imagine it either just coffee with maybe milk in it or just coffee that's black so how do we know if it's healthy we, we know that there is actually some health benefits of drinking coffee and I'm going to go through them with you all now so it can actually lead to it can't it I can another another element of course just kind of leading on from the addiction part is it can and will lead to physical dependence if you're having you know loads and loads and loads of of different coffees a day if you're always drinking coffee it can and will lead to dependence so we do know that it's addictive I want to stress that point because I'm going to go on to talk about the health benefits of coffee and I don't want people to take that as right let's drink as much as possible to get those health benefits doesn't quite work that way with coffee we know that kind of any more than two, three cups a day starts to become a little bit too much and also depending on when you drink coffee throughout the day as well can also be problematic for your health but I'll get on to that but just to, just to kind of stress that point having too much coffee can and will lead to addiction and also maybe other adverse health complications but there is health benefits of coffee which is not very there's not very many addictive substances we can kind of say has health benefits so it is it is a good thing for that so well, one, one that I think most people know about, oh you can hear my paper can't you, <laughs> one people that you know most people know about is the antioxidant benefits of coffee so usually when it comes to antioxidants they're really really present and rich in dark coloured foods and drinks and coffee of course is pretty much black almost brown probably more brown than black but really really rich in antioxidants so when we're consuming coffee we are getting a level of polyphenols which are antioxidants that are in coffee which is fantastic and that can help prevent disease it can also help with overall well-being and loads of other things it's also anti-carcinogenic so it actually has been shown to help prevent certain cancers which is not you know it's not like a definitive set in stone research but there has been research that such that shows that it's also been shown to be anti-mutagenic, which can also be really helpful for the body, as well as coffee has been shown to help with bones or bone health, which may also help with teeth, I'm not sure. Also reproductive system, as well as a nervous system, the cardiovascular system, and as well as cholesterol levels. So there's loads of benefits. It's also been shown to help with type 2 diabetes through the studies that show people who drink it and people who don't so take it that as you will some studies that kind of look at observational type studies that kind of look at whether people not consume something or don't is a little bit dodgy because we don't know if those impacts are coming from a healthy lifestyle or you know the coffee itself so those types of research are a little bit weird but we do know that that research has shown that we know that through improvements in glucose tolerance hyperglycemia as well as insulin sensitivity so if you listen to my type 2 diabetes podcast I think two podcasts back you'll know what I'm talking about here but this really is showing that coffee might play an important role with glucose sensitivity and glucose homeostasis which basically means keeping that balance of glucose in the body all the time which is particularly important in this day and age considering the prevalence of type 2 diabetes if you want to know more about type 2 diabetes go to podcast back and have a listen to that podcast it's all about sugar and type 2 diabetes super interesting so go and check that one out but there is some research that shows it might actually help with type 2 diabetes as well as cardiovascular disease so cardiovascular disease kills more people in the world than any other disease or comorbidity 
why can't I say that word now? Comorbidity. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? Any other disease or different issue, it kills majority of people. So it's really, really important that we actually try and target cardiovascular disease in a way that's helpful for majority of people. And coffee has been shown to help with cardiovascular disease as well as liver function and again, like I said, certain cancers. So there can be a magnitude of possible health benefits associated with coffee, which is really, really important because there is a vast majority of people consuming coffee, which is a good thing if we look at it like that. But the kind of real problem is, is how much coffee are we drinking? And also, what does that mean for our health? How how are people drinking it? You know, so is it that people are consuming mass amounts of coffee all the time? Is it that people are having coffee and when they do drink coffee, they're having loads and loads of syrups and sugars and sweeteners or loads of different biscuits with them as well. So people that drink coffee often have cake with it or biscuits or things like that. So how are we consuming the coffee? Which is really, really important to consider and really, really important to think about. So that's the big thing. The Another big, big, big issue when it comes to coffee consumption is how it impacts sleep. And we've all heard about this as well. We know that coffee impacts our sleep especially if you have it later on at night, we know that sometimes people are more genetically susceptible to this than others. Like I said at the beginning of this podcast, some people actually feel tired after drinking coffee, some people it doesn't affect them, and some people if they have coffee at all, it will stop them from sleeping or, you know, past a certain time. So it's really important to understand how coffee impacts your sleep, and if it does, make sure that you're having coffee in a time that it doesn't impact your sleep and if it impacts your sleep at all uh, no matter when you drink it during the day it would be best not to drink coffee. We know how important sleep is. Sleep is massively massively important today for our overall wellness. I mean if you're not sleeping enough, if you're sleep deprived there is serious problems going on so sleep is the number one most vital thing. If you want to know more about sleep and the health benefits of sleep and why it's so important I do have a podcast on that as well. I'll link it because it has been quite a while back that I did that one but sleep is critically important so I'd much rather you slept enough than had coffee for the health benefits of coffee so this is the big thing is with that as well and we do know that caffeine impacts sleep we know that 100 million percent we've known that for a long time caffeine has been shown to prolong sleep latency so it makes you feel more awake for longer which won't help you get into sleep at the right time which will also reduce your amount of time you're in bed and sleeping also it reduced total sleep time sleep efficiency as well as worsened sleep quality so we know that coffee impacts sleep especially when we're having it later on in life later on life (laughs) that is true it does impact older people more than younger people but later on in the day is kind of more um, the, the main thing so we really want to be figuring out how coffee impacts you when you should drink it when you're not going to drink it and how that impacts so really be careful with that it also is massive genetic component when it comes to coffee and how it'll impact your sleep but you'll maybe find as you get older it impacts your sleep more or less or whatever you know it can you kind of feel that it works for you or doesn't work for you so I would if you someone that drinks coffee you probably already know how coffee impacts your sleep but create a kind of schedule that you do not or a time 
that you do not go past that will kind of help you with the coffee consumption because it really is important that sleep is not being reduced due to coffee. If you do have problems with sleep and you do drink a lot of coffee and you drink a lot of coffee all the way till late at night, that might be a big issue. So have a look at that. Sleep is definitely 1 million percent more important than coffee consumption, which is a big thing that I want to kind of suggest. But the majority of the literature suggests that coffee is 100% safe and effective um, for health benefits, although in excess it can cause addiction as well as issues with sleep. So it's really important we do kind of have a conclusion when it comes to coffee with the research. I'm sure there's so much more research that could be done on coffee and how it impacts our health, but we do know there's health benefits to coffee. We know that the antioxidant intake of coffee is is super good and we know that it's also involved in a lot of other different complications like type 2 diabetes but we do know that it's not there's not enough research on type 2 diabetes in coffee to you know prescribe it as some sort of uh, useful technique to help with type 2 diabetes but we do know that there may be something going on there so it is really important to have coffee if you can if you want to if it's something you enjoy equal if you don't have it at all it's not really going to make much of a difference to your life you just really need to be careful with how it impacts your sleep and probably the lastly the most important thing is how you drink your coffee so for someone that has loads of sugar loads of syrup loads of all the fancy stuff when it comes to coffee trying to have a little bit of a rethink about how to consume coffee milk and coffee no big deal lots of calcium lots of protein lots of healthy fats not really a big deal but if we're having loads of sugar loads of syrup even any type of sweeteners or anything like that there there might be issues there and you might be getting more problems with it than good so please do try and drink coffee in a responsible way so not in excess as well as not with loads and loads of other different things added especially sugar or sweeteners or flavorings and stuff like that so try to be responsible with your coffee consumption as well not just the things that are added into coffee as well as the things you're eating with coffee try not to decrease that you know the health benefits associated with that and that can be really really useful so we can use coffee to actually help improve our health as long as we're not consuming in excess we are having it before um, I'd probably say before lunchtime and trying to avoid coffee consumption at night as well as being mindful about what we're having in our coffee and also what we're having with our coffee but please don't think that coffee is super bad for you it's definitely not we know that it's not just be careful about those three things and coffee consumption is a perfectly healthy habit to have as long as it's not becoming too much of an unhealthy habit in a way of addiction as well as also the other things that I mentioned but yes I really hope you guys enjoyed this podcast I think it's a really important topic and I think it's one that has a lot of controversy around it so I'm happy to kind of debunk any myths that are kind of around coffee in in everyday kind of life in the way that people view coffee so I really hope you enjoyed the podcast I really hope that it is something that you benefit from or that if you drink coffee you know you're reassured by it or even be a little bit more mindful about how you are consuming your coffee but apart from that please do share this with anyone that you think may benefit or maybe someone who drinks a lot of coffee you think they're a coffee addict send them this or someone that has all like 100 sugars in their coffee send them this but anyway please like comment share and follow the podcast wherever you can um that would be amazing I will speak to you guys all next week and thank you so much for listening. See you next week.